Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, my, my girlfriend, her best friend husband i know it's a stretch but he has a a podcast that's like all uga sports and apparently he interviewed a former uga basketball player that said the only reason anthony edwards went to uga was because tom crean paid him a hundred thousand dollars to go there (laughs) and so i found that out this morning that that's like really underground information nobody actually knows but is like there's someone that used to play for UGA's basketball team that has said that on a podcast. And Tom Crean spoke to the podcast and was like, I'll pay you money to not say anything about this. So it seems pretty legit. Um, also, holy shit. You, did you hear anything about Yoke Gaming after the NIL uh, came or like passed? No. So Yoke Gaming, it's basically, it's this organization that was started that almost any athlete that plays, any college athlete that plays video games has already signed like a deal with where they can make money off of playing video games with people. And it just so happened that my old roommate was sitting in a room, or actually my old roommate's new roommate's cousin, again, another (laughs) stretch. It's really, it's really strange. Um, is one of like the founders of Yoke Gaming, um, and so I asked. He was sitting in the room with him, and I was like, "Bro, ask ask him if he'd want to go on a podcast that is like a beer and sports podcast." And he said, "Possibly in like a month or so, because it's blowing up right now. Oh, like ninety five percent plus of athletes." that are in college have already signed up for this. So it's like a huge thing right now. Like if you look on uh, Twitter, I'll tell you how many followers. So is this like a Twitch alternative basically? Basically, except for you pay to play with these people. So you could meet an athlete. Yeah. Um, But they have, so they only have 4,000 followers on Twitter right now, but they've been talked about on Colin Cowherd's TV show. Um, They've been like, 
they're they have ten thousand plus college athletes in just eighteen hours. Um, and so I I had basically the the co-owner of that has been asked if he wants to be on this show and his answer was in a month or so possibly fuck yes um, i'll take a month or so possibly <laughs> yeah because uh, uh apparently I mean, what it, better response could you get than that i, I know it doesn't sound great but no, for us that's fantastic that's no that's not a, a no yeah that's yeah. not a no who uh, who no oh my god guys so this weekend with the hot dog eating competition, I was like trying to figure out what time it was. And that's on the ESPN app. And a video came up that was like, Joey Chestnut answers quick hitters or whatever. And I was like, bullshit. Dude, he already did that with yes, us. I was listening to uh, Chestnut was on uh, the Stu Gotts podcast, Stupidity. And oh, first boy. of all, like the question Stu Gotts was asking, I was like, Mm, asked him that mm, asked him that yep we asked him that we like everything he was talking about i was like yeah we already know about how joey chestnut trains and yeah we already know how he stays fit and, like it, we got all that like i was sitting there like we asked the same fucking questions that this guy has been who has been doing radio for 25 years or however long it's been we asked him the same questions and then he ended it with okay we're gonna ask these these are definitive answers you're the expert uh it, whatever you say goes is a hot dog a sandwich? I was like, flip the table, this motherfucker. Are you kidding me? I was so pissed. Yeah, when I first was told that I was going to be interning with you guys, I, I had scrolled through the Instagram and saw that you had. No, no, it wasn't that. But I, I scrolled through the Instagram <laughs> immediately and saw that just like, oh. I promise I didn't request out. Um, but I saw that you had Joey Chestnut on here before, and I was like, wait, that's cool as shit. Dude, so, it was crazy. I actually reached back out to him. I'm trying to get him back on, but like, it's tough. I, it's probably tough because I questioned his record last year. Uh, Uh-oh. No. <laughs> Dude, and so that is hilarious that you mentioned that because earlier when you said something about getting it in the show, and of course, uh, I'm sitting here just now, as soon as his name came up, I'm like, God damn it, I forgot about it. But one of my things was going to be 76 dogs, and he doesn't even have to worry about your punk ass <laughs> bringing him in the question because there wasn't AC and it wasn't indoors. No, hang it, on. It, he it, even said it was – he it even was I know. Shit. That's what I'm saying. This is, this is a legit record. He was outside. It was humid. He had a full field. And he still it hit was a the record. Record before? No, it wasn't. Athlete. He even said. He even said. Well, I will say it was easier to eat these because there was less people, so they didn't have to make as much. Yeah, so they yeah, tasted yeah. better. Like Joey Chestnut but flat he also out was like, he's like, I'm gonna shut that motherfucker. He also, yeah, he also did say. Uh, I think his exact words were, "Is it? Are, did you seriously ask me that?" Where's <laughs> parties? Like, why aren't there more of those around? He was so that I asked the question. <laughs> Are you questioning me? I was like, is it a record? Of course it's a record. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Some people say it's not, Joey. I'm not one of them, but some people might say that it wasn't oh, really yeah, a record. Right. It might be an asterisk. I, I was totally going to bring that up and fucking forgot about it. But this is, it's now officially a record. I recognize 76 as an official record. Oh, he was outdoors. Oh, not Mike now you do. Yeah, of course. Because he had a, a dude. Here's what's crazy, though. And uh, listening to him on Stupidity, I never really thought about this. He said that uh, there's really nobody that's pushing him anymore. Like, 
No, I thought that for like years he's only been competing against him. Yeah, because like I think the the number two eater in the world had fifty this year, so he beat him by like twenty six cool. hot dogs. Good so Lord. he's not competing like he's not competing against anybody, but he always tries to hit the over. And his big fear, yes. his big fear is that he's going to puke at the end and get DQ'd, and that's the Ooh. only thing that could screw up Joey Chestnut like losing a yeah. hot dog competition at this point is him pushing too hard to get the over and throwing up because he said he, I was just, he was talking about I a friend. I think it would affect his legacy, but it would definitely be one of those things where he'd be like, Oh, yep. Yeah, he puked. Like you'd have, you know, you'd have the Mike Burlons of the world where like, Oh, he's done. And uh, it's, it doesn't count anymore. And, uh, no, I wouldn't, out. I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> the question, the man about a record on the show, like you would, he said, lie. he said it was easier to eat them. What do you want from me? Those are his words. He said it was easier I to eat those you, last year. I, I want you to admit that you were wrong. Joey Chestnut's uh, world records uh, include 70, what, it was like 72, and then it was like 74, 75, asterisk, 76. Those are his world records. 75, asterisk. Yes, he does, that, that, he does not get credit. But he said the reason but, why but he always pushes. The irony is him hitting 76. And the minute he hit 76, I was like, no, this motherfucker didn't get the exact same number that Bonds has with the asterisk <laughs> next to it. Like that shit is hilarious. Like, in fact, I, as soon as he hit it, my first thought was, "I hope that that record never gets broken." So that anytime records come up, it's like the home run record in baseball, seventy six, and the home run record in hot dogs, uh, also seventy six. <laughs> I mean, looking at the competition, just there's. Perfect. The only one who will beat it is him. There's nobody else that's going to beat yeah, it. Yeah, there's like, nobody else that could. He did so, say on that podcast, though, that his, his contract's up with Major League Eating at the end of this year, and he is hoping to potentially uh, pair up with Kobayashi and compete just against Whoa. Kobayashi. Yeah, it was a big – that was a big thing. I was like, damn, that's a good – that's some good find on that one, Stugatz. We didn't get that out of him. We got – because he mentioned that Kobayashi blocked him on social media, which I was like, yeah, we knew right. about that. If you were listening to our show, you got that a long time ago. Uh, but, yeah, he, he was like, my contract's up. He said he is – like, Kobayashi associates – the hot dog eating contest and major league eating with Joey Chestnut. So he has blocked Joey Chestnut, but he was like, once I'm out of contract, I could maybe get him back where it's like him and me competing against each other. I hope that they do work that out. I hope so too. Also though, if I his mean, contract's up at the end a, of the year, does that mean gonna he's not going to be, gonna be in the next year? Like he's going to kick Kobayashi's ass once and Kobayashi's going to back. No, like, they're going to, I, I could see them doing a whole series where they have a bunch of different foods and it's just those two competing because outside of those what two. What about a buddy cop eating contest where they just Ooh. go around the, the world doing eating contests and it's like a tag team. What if I they form the first ever tag team? The tag team. Yes. Tag team eating. Oh Dude, shit. How awesome would that be? I'd be on board with that. Tag team eating? I would be so oh, into a tag team eating competition. This is just all the Could bad. Could you imagine the strategy? Bad ideas? Wait, hang on. Back yeah. up, Scott. Drew just said bad idea. All the bad ideas. Bad ideas? No, dude. That's an amazing idea. Seriously. Tag team eating is a bad idea? What the fuck? Tag team eating would be 
amazing. Could you imagine where you're just like, you, you got to strategize because it's like, okay, so my partner's good at eating this and I'm good at eating this. I got to know my limit. And, you know, there'd be all sorts of rules. And it's not just hot dogs. You get like it. multiple, you get multiple right. shit that you have to eat. Like, yeah, that would be boring if it was like, okay, well, it's just a sin. Moving on. <laughs> that wasn't me. Aiden had his hand up. You I, son I, I of a will. bitch. I will say though, people care about eating this much. Oh, dude, I, I love know. eating. I love watching Major League. I, I, I personally so also love sweet. I think the but I don't famous. love watching people eat so much food that they should not be alive. Like I recognize that's a fair that point. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Weird. Like, uh, Scott, do you do you recognize the irony in the fact that you and I are like all in? We would watch a major league eating. Like if major league eating was televised more, we would watch so many more events. But we won't. Like we struggle to watch soccer, which is a legitimate sport with real athletes. That, and we're like, oh, I, I don't know, man. This you, is hard you, to watch. You can you can put that for a whole bunch of things. Like there's legitimate competitions out there for a lot of shit that I'm like, I don't give a fuck. But you put. T- fucking grown ass people eating a bunch of shit until they almost puke and, and a trophy at the end of it. And I'm all in. Okay. But man versus food. When it originally came out was my shit. Can I, I it's a good show. Can I ask you about this? Because I didn't get to watch on Sunday. I was just reading about it. And then I saw the video after the fact was badlands Booker not in the contest this year. Uh, okay, so I tuned in slightly late. So I missed the very beginning of like the kind con- competition it was one of those oh shit because we were getting ready to go down to the pool and i'm like oh fuck the hot dog competition and i turn it on and so it had like just started so i missed the rap and everything i was a little pissed but that's the thing i didn't see his name in the results but then i saw something from an espn twitter account that badlands booker won the first ever uh july 4th chug competition chugging contest right yeah like he won a chugging contest which is what his youtube is and and his twitter is all like badlands chug so is he pivoting away from eating and just chugging stuff move man that's a whole new sponsorship (sighs) but dude but badlands the badlands rap that is that is july 4th for me No, but nobody gives a shit about a chugging contest. People care about the hot dog eating contest. No one gave a shit about a hot dog contest. Get the fuck out, Drew. Get the fuck out. It's going to take the XFL three years to figure out how to fucking play football. Give Badlands a year or two for lemonade. George Shea doing the Badlands book of rap was the start to July 4th. Not not only that, isn't it ironic that the eating competitions have their shit together way more than the XFL ever will? <laughs> like they can at least hold competitions and the XFL is like, yeah, we won't be back for like three more years, y'all. Yeah. I, genuinely, like not even jokingly aside, I, I don't understand how it's going to take three years to put the XFL, like have that, a thing anymore it just doesn't make sense that they're like every every year they're like oh we're gonna need two more years i don't understand how that's happening the only thing i can think of is that after they folded the last time that espn is like we're not showing these games and now they have to renegotiate and they didn't get as far like maybe that's why they were negotiating with the cfl was to be able to go to the go to espn and be like we've got the cfl on board we're going to do these crossover games sign this contract to to show it and when that fell through they were like fuck 
well, let's we got to push it back a season to try to get ESPN to air these because yeah. Drew Everything mentioned it during the show. Like you need the media. Without the media, you got nothing. Right. Everything I read about this suggested that it was all the TV deal. Like yeah. they couldn't find anybody to televise these games. And, you know, more or less, like it boiled down to XFL being like, well, I mean, you know, we can just piggyback. And that's why I jokingly said that the CFL is like, eh, we can fuck this up all on our own. Like we've got our own team. Like we've got our own thing. It may not be mainstream. It may not be big time, but we have our own thing. We're not going to invite you guys in without anything brought to the table and then have this whole thing sink. And now the CFL is defunct along with the X. Right. Like they were like, we're not just going to let you bring us down. So we're going to sit over here for the minute. Like, I think if the XFL could figure it out within the next year, they might be able to like bring the CFL back to the table and get things going. But I mean, as far as waiting, I think it's just, they want to get all these ducks in a row and every single time they look at like what they've got, like this last time was such a misstart. Like I, even as long as it took from the announcement to when they actually played, like there were so many things that just never got figured out. And then they just rolled the ball out there. Like shit, COVID probably did them a fucking favor to cancel that season. It ended with less embarrassment than it would have had they played it out. And like, cause I mean the AFL, with the, the AAF. Whole going bankrupt and all that shit, that AFL thing, like that was that was embarrassing. So I know they were like, "Well, we don't want that to happen." But I mean, all those stories that started coming out just before everything did get shot down, it was just like, "Jesus Christ, they're not even going to be able to make payroll by week five. Like, come on. I just don't know if, but uh, and I don't know. Maybe I, I haven't seen the the ratings but i feel like the xfl numbers like the aaf the numbers were on the the writing was on the wall like they had gangbuster numbers the first weekend and then it slowly went downhill after that i don't Just know like what the xfl did originally <laughs> right but i don't know what the xfl numbers were when they were playing those first five weeks i don't know if they declined they may have i and i i'll look it up i'll see if i can find something they probably did but i don't think they were ever strong as either the afl or the original xfl but, but like but Scott, they, they still outranked a bunch of like major league sports like baseball and basketball and shit well, that's the thing. Plays 162 times a year. Right, I mean, if the XFL could figure out a marketing strategy and get an actual legit TV deal, and like they need to figure out, you know, this and this is what they should spend this time on. They need to figure out what they want to be. Do they want to be an alternative to the NFL, or like do they want to compete against the NFL, or are they just trying to have this league that's like? Hey guys, you don't make the NFL. This can still boost your profile, like more or less a, a mid-level feeder league to the NFL. Like, I, I don't, I don't know how you're anything other than a mid-level feeder league. Like you, you cannot take on right, the NFL. But they like haven't accepted that. Like I don't think Vince ever did. He never wanted to. And I don't know. I think the reason they pushed us back is because you know they were trying to be, but now they realize maybe it, it's not going to be possible. But like they have to. They have to come up with what they want to be instead of trying to be. I think all of these alternative leagues need to stop competing against the NFL because you can't compete against the NFL. You you needed to capitalize at the time and compete against college football. 
and get these kids who want to come in and make money, but now you're fucked. Now with now well, with NIL, you're fucked. Right. I was just gonna say that before this whole thing, like what really screwed them in the the short term here was college opening that shit up because before it was. It was kind of like the G League and any of these other ones where it's like, hey, you want to go pro, but they won't let you or you want to go pro and you didn't quite cut it. Well, hey, you can at least come here, make some money. It's the alternative. Maybe we can get you to skip out on a couple years of college, whatever. We get names. Now that that's off the table, I don't know how they're going. Yeah, you're you're screwed at that point because that that should have been their go to was like, we're going to get 18 year olds out of high school who are good enough to go to the NFL or or play D1 but, but we're going to there's a 3 year old well but not even that we're good enough to play D1 but we're going to pay them we're going to give them money legitimately you're going to be yeah. able to get you know it's not under the table it's not you're not worrying about screwing your eligibility we will pay you right. you it's stay in our league for, right you stay in our league for 3 years and then you go to the NFL like that's what they needed to be from the start and nobody ever did that they were like we're going to compete against the NFL we're going to get all these guys who couldn't make it in the NFL and compete against the NFL. That's not going to fucking work. You need you needed to be a college competition and they nobody wanted to take on the college game. And I don't understand why. I don't, I don't get either. it. Like that was the easy picket. Right. Yeah. It was easy to be like Come make money with us. We will pay you money. And then you don't even have to pay them these crazy salaries because it's 18-year-old kids and you can be like, we're going to give you 250000 Right. We're going to give you a $250,000 base salary. Any 18-year-old kid would be like, fucking sign me up. I am in. Let's do this. And instead it's like, well, all right, we're going to go against the NFL and we're going to get these kids who didn't make it in the draft. And they're... uh, they just don't it's it's weak it's fucking weak that's a good point though that i hadn't thought of they need to make an nfl equivalent to what the g league is in the nba because high schoolers can come out now and sign with the g league and make money there should be something like that for football where it's just like well now that the nil's passed it's going to be impossible it's done, to do yeah. this but it would be like you're right had they done this before now it probably would have popped off a lot more likely yeah. than if it was post college athletes. Right. And you now, and, and, and now you know why I was calling the rock an idiot because he shouldn't have. He should have figured this shit out. Well, but I think I the rocks. Plan. I think the rocks saw the writing on the wall because this nil stuff has been in motion for a lot longer than before he bought the uh, bought the the XFL. Like I, I feel like the NIL is going to hurt the XFL more than anything because the NFL has no incentive to have a G League. They don't need it because they've got college football. And now they really don't need it because college football players can get paid. So they're just like, fuck it. We'll just sit here. You go make your sponsorship money for the first two years in college and then come to us and make the big bucks. And they don't need shit anymore. Like the NFL made out on this NIL ruling more than college football did. 100%. For sure. College football, like... <laughs> well, I mean, they made... Football college football... No, college football made out on this, too, because you're going to get those guys who are, like, borderline who decide to come back, who may have gone pro instead of coming back because they'd get some money, and now they, they're they like, sure, well, I'm, I'm, I'm making like, money now, so I'll stay, and you... Like, did you see all the... Did you see all the college basketball players that are coming back next year? 
Like they yeah, withdrew from the draft. Like college more or less benefits uh, like by mistake. Like they fall into it because they they kind of had to it. And it's like, well, we'll relinquish all this. And guess what? The offshoot is this. And obviously we all know they fought tooth and nail to make sure that it didn't happen. But they still do have some benefit from it, even if it's accidental. I still don't understand why they were fighting this in any way. It doesn't affect the NCAA or any of the schools at all. The only thing it affects, I guess maybe the reason why they fought it is because it levels the playing field a little bit because now you get guys who don't have to get the bag man from Arizona and can instead go play at Tennessee state and make money off their own name without having to get the bag from Arizona. I think in 10 years, is when we'll have to like look back on this and see like, I mean, do do schools like the the you know Golden Knights and shit like that like where it's all right. Well, they're never going to get into the playoffs, which will eventually expand. But I mean, you know, they the will. way it's constructed with the four. But I mean, if you start getting guys going to those schools with those names and stuff, that's going to flip things because the bowl games and all that shit. It's there. It's going to. They're, they're going to be more appealing to those fucking things because of the names of these guys. Dude, so, and it's and, like, while, and, they were, while they are trying to hold that shit down, they <clears> may have been inadvertently fucking themselves and they didn't even like think about it. They should have realized, hey, the more guys we have with names that aren't jam packed, you know, uh, a, a five star recruit going to be a, a bench guy at Alabama for two or three years because he's sitting behind other five-star guys like that's not actually smart for our business model because imagine if all of these five-star guys are you know you know five-star freshmen who blow up what if they're all sunshine or close to that what but they're going to different schools and making those you know they're still making a name for themselves instead of getting buried on the depth chart but they weren't thinking about that they weren't thinking about the big picture they were too busy worried about own pockets short term right and that's what's crazy because you could see like this is where you might see some real parody in college sports now because you're gonna get that kid who's a five-star athlete from nowhere down south somewhere in south carolina and he would have gone to fucking clemson and sat the bench for three years but instead he's like well actually I'm going to make money, so I don't need to worry about this money that Dabo is going to be paying me under the table. I can actually make my own money by going wherever the fuck I want, and it doesn't right. matter because I'm a name and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ball out at this school. Like this is, this is parody in college sports, and I'm wondering if that's why they started this move to expand the playoffs because they see the writing on the wall that – this was going to happen. This was going to pass. And now the talent is going to be spread out more. And it's going to be so much harder to deny some of those smaller schools, knowing that they have some of the better talent. Like it feels like this was all the, the NCAA being like, Oh fuck, we got to start hedging our bets to save our money. Why are you saying no? Because they've got to, dude. Think about it. Uh, How because the NCAA, the NCAA doesn't run the CFP. Fair enough. Okay, so fair enough. College football players. And I'm sorry. Me, the bowl committee. Like, for me, it's not that you're giving them too much credit. They don't have any foresight. They've never. No. 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 Yes. The NCAA gold. We want to keep here. Fair enough. Zero chance. They're like, eh. Well, the writing's on the wall. These are going to blow up. Like the NCAA. You're right. The NCAA doesn't have that foresight. The college football playoff committee does. 
because they are the fucking they're the power brokers. They hold all the power when it comes to the college football. So if they're like, listen, we're going to start losing viewers because these great athletes are going to be going to smaller schools because they're going to be able to get paid. And Alabama's bag doesn't mean as much anymore. We can't keep rigging the system to get Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State and name another school to go in there. We got to be able to expand this and we can't just all of a sudden put UCF in after shitting on them for the last last 10 years like we've got to have a path for them to get there it feels like this was actually the college football playoff committee being like we need to protect our money and expand because we're going to get more ratings we're going to get more viewers because we've expanded it it looks like we're listening to the fans but in actuality we just know this five-star recruit isn't necessarily going to go to alabama we need to be able to bring in the school that he goes to as long as we're not giving Mark Emmert any credit, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I misspoke and said NCAA. It should have been the college yeah, football okay. playoff committee because it's two different entities. Yes. Yeah, because they're about their money at the CFP, and they, they ain't going to hide it either. No, and, they, and I mean, snake liar, dude, last year they fucking changed the rules so that Ohio State could get in. They they clearly are about their money. Like, right. there's no yeah. doubt. Yeah, they're sure they're, they're, they're Yeah, I didn't know what you were sending me, though. Yeah, some of that had to get cut out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. And all right, there we go. There's the cut. <laughs> so professional. Uh, <laughs> I got the line. I got the marker. I got it marked right uh, there. You know, you know what the worst part is too now, Scott, is that he can Rachel Nickel you. Rachel Nickel. I'm gonna fuck you over, bro. <laughs> yeah. You about to That's be because I'm black. It's because I'm black. You're not about to take my shit away. I think that was my funniest. <laughs> that, that was my, that was the funniest part to me. Like I love Rachel Nichols, and I actually agreed with what she said. Like I mean, because I mean, she did say like ESPN. Like you got a shitty track record. Like don't put it on me or don't take away things. But, like I totally understand what you're saying. I thought it was shittier that when I was reading about it earlier, because I had seen the initial stuff and then I was looking through some stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, this happened in July of last year or whatever. And, and like the way it got filtered through and fed to the higher ups and then yeah. nobody said anything. And now it's just now coming out. Like that's all real shitty. It, like, I, I mean, really could she bang Jimmy Butler. <laughs> And if she did bang Jimmy Butler, good for her. Like, who's not trying? Well, to she is married, life? apparently. Yeah, well, you know how those things work. You the- can see the dude she's <laughs> married to. Too. I've seen her. I've seen her husband. He's just a guy. 
It looks so they, weird. They don't look like they'd be together at all. Her husband looks like what's it? What was his name? Drew Max Nichols. That's it. Max Nichols. Yeah. Uh, I, I gotta pull up this dude's picture because it looks like this guy. Uh, seriously. Oh, what the fuck is that view? Yeah, that guy. This guy looks well, like gross. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That he looks, looks like. A he looks like uh, Aldi's version Mark McGrath is what this guy looks like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they don't. I mean, they don't look. To, they don't look like they're a real couple at all. I'm so confused. Like, that's you know what? If I had to choose, if I had to choose between that guy and Jimmy Butler, I mean, Jimmy <laughs> Butler gets it. I was like, gonna say she married him before she had access to NBA players. That's what exactly, <laughs> Jimmy. What you got for me? Let's. I mean, I'm open to anything. Jimmy, let me see you, Jimmy. Here exactly. in the bubble. <laughs> I did love how everybody was like trying to circle back to, oh man, remember when Jimmy Butler got accosted by the hotel security for the loud oh, banging noises? And they tried to, they tried to <laughs> circle back and say that it was because he was banging Rachel Nichols. I mean, probably <laughs> was. Let's be real. This guy a loud dribbling noise though. Come on, man. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Holy shit. Are you kidding me? Okay, so I looked up Max Nichols' IMDb page because it says he's a director and an actor. So I had to look this guy up. All right. He is accredited as an actor in one movie from oh, 1981 called right. Ragtime. Yeah, that's the that's his lone acting credit. And then he's a director credit in three things. Uh, number one is one episode of a TV series called Day Five. Uh, number two is a movie called Two Night Stand. And number three, I'm in love with the Strippa 2, the remix, T-Pain featuring R. Kelly, Pimp C, Too Short, MG, MJG, Twista, and Paul Wall. That's... <laughs> Note, he married Rachel Nichols shortly after that video shoot. That right there. That's his, that is his IMDb right there. (laughs) Have you ever seen the I'm in love with a stripper remix video? Yeah, baby. (laughs) I seriously want to look. I want to look at when they got together now, because if it was after 2006, you might be onto something here, Scott. I guarantee you it was. Like the same time. <laughs> the, the first thing when I search them is who is uh, Rachel Nichols? Explained. Rachel Nichols Rachel is forty-seven. Yeah, Damn. yeah. She looks incredible. I wouldn't have guessed first that. of all. <laughs> oh yeah, I would hit that all the time. One hundred percent. Wow, two thousand one. 2001 they got married the music video wow he got rachel he bagged up rachel nichols in a jewish ceremony and then directed (laughs) that's what sticks out to scott (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm just saying i didn't know she was jewish like we're adding all sorts of layers to this fucking thing well that's that's the best part too is if you google if you just google rachel nixel rachel nichols husband uh, the first thing that comes up on like the auto expand is is Rachel Nichols married, and you twist it down and it's like yes, she married Max Nichols in two thousand one in a Jewish ceremony. 
So in like the 15 word sentence they have to like answer the question, they make sure to include it was a Jewish ceremony. Guys, Max Nichols's dad. Uh, Diane Sawyer is, is a fucking. Yes, that's his. Uh, that's okay, his stepmom. Diane like Sawyer's is his stepmom. Oh my god! Wow, dude, why are this all these people pretty wild? Why are all these people from Hollywood married like nineteen times? Why is that a thing? Uh, I don't know, man. Like they this dude, this dude, Max Nichols's dad was married four times. The last time to Diane Sawyer. That's insane. That you mentioned people in Hollywood and being married. Well, see, the other day, I don't remember what it was. Oh, Cheryl was talking. Somehow we were talking about the uh, the Clear Eyes commercials. And I was like, yeah, that was with Ben oh, Stein. Ben Stein. I I was like, is Ben Stein still alive? And of course, I Googled it. And I look and I'm like, huh, sure as shit he is. And I'm, and I'm like reading on. And it's like he divorced his wife who he had a son with in like the mid 80s. And then like. Eight or nine years later, they got back together and have been married ever since. And I was like, "Damn, what? Only some weird shit could happen in Hollywood." Ben Stein, like, you remember Ben, when ben Stein's ben, Money? What a show that I was! I do remember when Ben Stein's Money. That was a, that was like end of high school, beginning of college days. Can I tell you? Okay, so going back to Mike Nichols, who is Max Nichols, who is Rachel Nichols' father-in-law. His Wikipedia <laughs> page, Rachel Nichols's father-in-law's Wikipedia page. He is a. Uh, American film and theater director, producer, actor, and comedian. He was married to Diane Sawyer at some point. It mentions in his Wikipedia bio, children, three, never mentions Max Nichols as a child in the rundown. But then it says relatives, Rachel Nichols, daughter-in-law. It, <laughs> it lists Rachel Nichols as his daughter-in-law and doesn't mention his own son at any point. That's amazing. He had a Although, career. I would, I'd be like, I'd go in there and amend it only to say my son directed the T-Pain remix video. <laughs> that would be, it would be like, yeah, I mean, my son, it doesn't really matter what his name is, but have you ever seen the remix to that video? My son did that. No, wait, is it a remix to the video or a remix to the song? It's just a remix to the video. I'm in love with the stripper too. The, the remix. Yeah, it's the remix. Uh, I don't think we can play this during the post. Of course, game, in but... 2006, that was when they were making videos for remixes and shit. Oh, I don't want one. I want two. I'm in love oh, there it is. The remix. There it is. And the first ah, thing remix. is a spill with him and Tallahassee behind him. <laughs> I mean... Let's see how Max Nichols did on this. Damn. Thought Akon and T-Pain was the only ones in love with a stripper? Forgot to mention. Who do you think Rachel banged on this set? (laughs) All of them? (laughs) Too short? No, we had to remix. Like, what's the spread on who she banged on this? What are the odds on who she banged on this set? Who or how many? Who? Who? Because there's, I'm guaranteeing she only did one, but you got to pick one. Who's the odds on favorite in this video that she banged? Okay. Gotta go T Pain. No, that dude mm, in the orange. See, I think two pain T Pain's too obvious. It's the guy in the orange behind yeah, right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's that guy. Paul Wall. 
Oh no! I thought, oh. I thought it was Paul Walford. Oh like, my God! It's Twister. Twister would be a good Twister. Man, Could you imagine a where Twister's like, yeah, I gave it to Rachel Nichols. All right, we got to mute this video because I want to be able to do this for the uh, <laughs> for the post game. Oh, I feel like we just need to react to this video because. <laughs> We're basically taunting ESPN. Why is theater. why is Twista wearing a Michael Jordan forty five Bulls jersey? Like he where it? Where, <laughs> shit, too. Where like, at twenty three? Why are you wearing a forty five? I know. But I'm, I'm looking at it. and I'm like, do I do I need a forty five jersey? Wait, is I'm that like, a mascot? Is that a T Pain mascot that just popped up in this video? You know what's funny? Of all the videos, this is like in my video watching days, I didn't even know this video existed. Like, this is incredible. I'm having a really good time not even listening to the audio. Oh, wait, we're leaving Chicago. We're heading to Texas. Who's in Texas? Oh, nope, 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 nope. Before we get to Paul Wall, we got to stop real quick. I don't know who this is, Scott. I have no idea. That's uh, uh, MGK. Oh, not MGK. It's not Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MJ, a little different. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I need to get my black card. Race card. Yeah, that's that's UGK. There's Paul there. Wall. There he is, making his appearance. Everybody's wearing grills in this part of the video too. Well done, Paul. Well, it was 2006, so everybody was wearing grills. Anyway. I mean, if Paul Wall's in it, he, there's gonna be grills, right? Like that just has to happen. With his Swisher house chain, <laughs> dude. This is. This oh, no, like is think Rachel Nichols' husband is behind the camera, like yeah. That's what I'm picturing. Shit. That dude with the goatee and soul patch that we just looked at is like, hell yeah, Paul Wall, good job on that one, man. Let's bring a bring some fire next time. Cut, cut, cut. Uh, uh, pain, pain. Uh, I'm not really feeling it. Uh, could you bring that back? <laughs> he's got he's got the thumb and fingers like pushed up. He's like, ah, that's the shot right there. Zoom in right on them titties. That's and what here, we got. And here comes the rapist, Kells. Our Kelly's hey, in this. He just like to pee on women, okay? Did, and young girls, not women, young girls, yeah, you're teenagers. Right, you're right. Did you he like just the, propose? Children. He just proposed to a woman's ass in this video. <laughs> I respect that. Where hey, do you think she's going for? What's that, Drew? I said if that's what she's got going for, what you you know, like just I don't know. The yeah, shot the shot that Max Nichols decided on was only her ass. I have no idea if that's only if that's all she had going for. There may have been more. My don't favorite know. thing in these videos back in the day was always to just watch the women because yes. face, like everything they're doing is always so funny in these videos. Yes. Like you watch them all trying not to be a star, but they clearly want But to they be want so to be a star. Like this girl oh, right here, who's so like, good. please put the camera on me. This girl right here in the red, the lonely one. Yes, yes, yes. yes exactly. oh, yeah. She is like, oh, please put the camera. I'm gonna be right She's next to every so rapper. Uh oh, we're into Memphis. Memphis. We went to Memphis. Uh oh, we're back to know, Chicago. How long is this song? Oh my goodness, it's, it is hey, five hey, and man, a half you- minutes long. Hey. I was just going to say, I'm like, Aiden, the thing about these remixes in the early 2000s with these rap videos, it's like they already started off at like three and a half minutes. And then the remix added like five or six more yeah. dudes. Some of, these, some of these remixes were pushing like six or seven minutes. Oakland! <laughs> oh, Oakland. shit. We're into Oakland now. 
Is that too short? Oakland has its own, you know, artist. I think that's too short, right? Was that too short? That that chick looked like she wanted to leave Paul Wall to go bang T Pain. She was like, "Where's T Pain going?" <laughs> She's really like, "I'm in the Oakland phase, really." I know they were like, they were like, "Hey, Mister Nichols, can I not be when we go to Oakland? Like, can I?" Be I prefer Memphis if that's cool. You know, I think the best Back part of Memphis, this is Chicago. Is clearly after all these outfits and paint jobs and whatever, like they realize we only have enough money to afford one storage lot. You got to figure out how to make this video work with just a storage locker to shoot in. What an amazing video. Max Nichols did a fantastic job on this video. I give him all of the credit. Rachel Nichols did a fantastic job on that video, but he didn't keep his wife from banging Jimmy Butler. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, they married in 2001. That's at least 18 years where it was just him and her, though. Props (laughs) for that. Oh, right, because she just started cheating at 47. As far as we know. You, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my friend, are optimistic, and I love it. <laughs> oh, shit. I would love to go down the T-Pain rabbit hole and talk about that Netflix show where uh, Usher told him that he was ruining music and he went into a deep depression, but I feel like this is a good spot to end the post-game show. I, I also just want to like I could be on an entire podcast just breaking down the works of Mr. Nichols. Like that's what he's going to be too. Rachel Nichols' husband, just Mr. Nichols. Hang on, an entire podcast which would be four episodes just long this- because that's all his IMDb credits were were four things. And I, I I'm in for all four episodes. I'm it's all not, the way in. Like, podcast. Was, it's a what mini was he series. Thinking here. All right, I say we do this. Let's do this, Scott. Let's break down Max Nichols's work in a, a YouTube series where we review and rate Max Nichols's filmography from IMDb. All four things on his IMDb account. But don't you don't like, do it on TikTok because grown men don't use TikTok. <laughs> how many? Uh, what's the over under for how many times I, I say, "See, this is where Rachel decided she was going to be with Jimmy." I say it starts in his. It was his acting debut back in like 1998. That's the first. Before thing. they'd even met, she was like, "You know what? I'm gonna fuck a guy in the NBA." <laughs> Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.